the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Craig Needles. It's the London Free Press Podcast, and we continue to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic. And I know that we've been doing that quite a bit lately, but it really is the biggest and most important thing going on in this community and all the other communities right now. That's why you're hearing a lot about it on the London Free Press podcast. And we continue to highlight the important coverage of the pandemic within the London Free Press. And to uh, do that with us today, we are joined by Jane Sims, who joins us on the podcast. Hello, Jane. Thank you for this. Hi, Craig. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm fine, fully ensconced in my basement office yeah. as we've been since March. <laughs> I am fully ensconced in my bedroom office, which I've also been in since <laughs> March. <laughs> I want to talk about a column that you wrote that went up on lfpress.com yesterday, and it's uh, the the title is Community School Cases Remind Us Our Holiday Behavior Matters. And I think this is a message that public health officials are really trying to drill in right now to say, hey, I know you want to do Christmas, but please, let's just not do that right now. Uh, what's What's in the column? What are we talking about here? What are health officials hoping we talk about here as we head into the Christmas season? Well, I will say this, what, what we, we've heard it from the premier, we've heard it from our own public health officials. Yesterday, I heard it from the director of education at the Thames Valley School Board. And what he is saying right now is, I will put it this way, I think that, that if they were really being fully transparent about it, they're kind of hanging on by their fingernails right now, hoping to get through this next week without ha- any major catastrophe as far as what's happening in the schools. Now, just to back up on that, it has been actually almost miraculous, I think, what we've seen in the school system since uh, since the pandemic began, since we reopened in September. So uh, what uh, what we're seeing is a, a uh, we've only seen 54 cases in the Thames Valley Board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen uh, roughly around 27 in the Catholic Board. We've seen some cases in private schools, as we saw this week at, at the London Christian School, uh, who have decided to close down until January. But really, we're, we're nine months into this. And that's and if for, since September, that, that's been pretty good. I mean, they knew there were going to be cases. However, the, this past week has been an issue. And we've seen this because we've seen outbreaks that have been declared by the Middlesex London Health Unit in four schools in, in, in the region. And an outbreak is two cases, but there's, there's evidence now that there may be transmission within the school. So that's really, really troubling right at the moment. And, and we've also seen this past week, I think my colleagues will, will also tell you, what we've seen is uh, every day we're getting more and more emails pointing out another school that has cases. That's telling us a lot about what's happening in, in the community and it should have us all concerned. I, I'm definitely concerned about this. And uh, I know that I've seen, you know, parents that I'm friends with on Facebook or, or follow on Twitter, it happens to be post, hey, wait a minute, why are we not shutting down the schools where they believe there is some transmission that's uh, occurred within the school? Is that is that something you've heard people ask about? Is that something that health officials or, or school board officials might consider doing? Where are we at on that? Well, I, I, first of all, there, there was a development this week. I mean, they're, they're, right now what the school boards are doing is saying, like, like we're happy with what's happening. It's better that kids are in school than they're not in school. I, I kind of agree with that. I think kids, the, the learning, 
environment of the school is much better than sitting at home in front of a computer like we saw last spring. However, there was a development this week that I think that, that should raise everybody's eyebrows. And it, it's what's happened at East Elgin Secondary School in Elmer. We know Elmer's been a epicenter of pandemic regulation discontent. We've also seen four cases in that high school and Southwestern Public Health is making taking what is right now an extraordinary move to put a testing site, a mobile testing site out there this week. That should raise some eyebrows. That tells you that there's some, some deep concerns about what might be happening in that particular school. And uh, Mark Fisher said to me yesterday from the Thames Valley School Board, we'll do whatever the health unit wants us to do. But to me, that is a signal that at this point in the pandemic, when we're seeing this many cases showing up both on the elementary and secondary school side, that, that there may be some reasons to think that we may be having to attack this in a different way. Now, there is, there is one silver lining right now, but it, everybody's got to buy in to make it work. And what that is, is that we have a Christmas break coming up starting next Friday. And if the school boards can, can hold on till next Friday, everybody's supposed to be at home for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it may be an opportunity, if we all want to follow public health advice, to maybe take a sledgehammer to this thing again. I don't know if, if really the appetite is out there to do that, but it's something that I think we should be thinking about. Yeah, I think that that's at least a conversation, at least something that should be considered. Hey, wait a second. What if we were to just take a little step back here, a longer Christmas break than normal, hit the reset button a little bit. And look, I'm not expecting, you know, vaccines to be readily available at every street corner between now and the end of January. But if we have a few more people vaccinated, perhaps we're going to be in a better spot once we get into this, if there is an outbreak at a school or whatever it happens to be. So I think that I would hope at the very least that this is a conversation that's being had at various public health authorities across the province and various school boards across the province. Hey, wait, what if we take an extra week or two at Christmas? What would happen then? What would it be like? I know it's suboptimal. I know that nobody wants to do this, but it might be the best thing to do going forward. It, it works, Craig, if everybody else buys in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've been, you've been driving around the city, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, let's think about this. Today, is it 52 cases in Middlesex, London? The yeah. highest that we've had since the pandemic began. Right. If that had happened in March or April, we would have been, nobody would have been walking outside. Nobody would have been leaving their house. But now, go out to White Oaks Mall or Masonville and try to find a parking spot. This has come at a time, at a very social time in our lives, in our, in our regular annual year with, with holiday shopping and everything else. And we've become, I've, I've written about this before, we, we've become numb to this. We're numb to the numbers. We're, we, we've become kind of ho-hum. And it's human nature. But at the same time, this is not over. We're not going to have a vaccine. The vaccine is coming, but certainly there's not going to be that many people vaccinated. There'll be some by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But certainly there's not going to be half a million people in the London Middlesex region who are going to be, who are going to be uh, vaccinated. It's not, it doesn't work that way. So I don't know. Public health has a huge challenge ahead of them. It's kind of like, it's almost, I was thinking about it today and I'm going to write about it today. There is a possibility we we may be moved into the red zone pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. We've become kind of, what's a red zone? Who cares, right? Right. Public health has a real issue right now 
and, and I don't know what they, what they need to do to get people re-engaged in the problem, in the issue. <clears throat> I'll say this. We had a story in today's paper by my colleague, Jonathan Juha. If you have a chance to read it, I suggest you do. It's on our front page. It, it, it's about a man who died at University Hospital who went into the hospital with pneumonia and he died of COVID-19. And that gave, you know, that's, those are the stories we're not really hearing much about because it's, it's just become, it's just become white noise. COVID-19 and the numbers have become noise in our lives. It's kind of like I was thinking today, you know, impaired driving. How many impaired driving campaigns have we, have, have we talked about and talked to police officers, talked to bad, talked to everybody else? Mm-hmm. And yet every year at Christmas time, we're covering another impaired driving tragedy. I don't know how we get the message there anymore. And I'm not sure what, you know, I, you and I have a responsibility to do this, yep. but we got to get people listening again and understanding that this hasn't gone away. No, uh, absolutely. And uh, the, the, the sad reality is the week in and around Christmas is going to be when that messaging is most important because people are going to want to get together for Christmas. They're going to want to get together for Christmas Eve. They're going to want to do all these things. And look, I know it sucks to do that via Zoom as opposed to seeing family and friends around this time like you're used to. I know that's not fun. But there's a reason public health officials are asking you to do this because so much of the spread we have seen within the community has been at these gatherings at private homes, uh, amongst family members, at uh, Thanksgiving dinners in the States. So it just, it, it's it's a matter of just, just find a way around it for just this one year. We sh- Everything should be fine next year. Everything should be fine as we get into next year and should be. more and more people get vaccinated. We're going to be in a lot better spot. But this Christmas, the, the potential for spread is just so high. So we've just all got to be smart about this. And I know kids are going to be off. I know folks are going to be feeling a little stir crazy being at home. But please, can we just not go crazy for Christmas this year? That's all uh, health officials are asking and what we in the media should be asking. And hopefully people uh, understand that and recognize that and act accordingly. Well, you know, I, maybe I, I'm amazed how short our memories are, really. And I'm, and I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, especially those of us with small children. I don't. I have, I have one, uh, one child in college and one in high school. But for those folks that have little kids, I, I want them to cast their mind back to what that was like in April and May and June when they were trying to finish up a school year online and find the time to do that while balancing work or maybe trying to figure out how they were going to keep their jobs or or all those things that went along with it. I mean, what we're looking at right now is if we, we can't get a handle on this, we're going to go back to that. And there'll be a lot of people upset about that. Uh, we've been trying so hard here to balance, balance, you know, the economic activity with, with safety. And at some point, COVID-19 care, it has now seeped into the crevices and the cracks of University Hospital. We know that, right? Mm -hmm. Another outbreak yesterday. And now it's seeping into the cracks and crevices of the rest of the community. And the only way we're going to be able to do anything about it is if we, and it's a broken record, I know, but we return to those those, uh, basic public health protocols that Dr. Mackey and Dr. Summers have been talking to us about since March. And, and yeah, it sucks. I mean, you know, I've had conversations with my family about what we're going to do at Christmas time. We can't have the celebration like we usually have. 
the hustle and bustle that we're all used to in in December. I mean, there's some semblance of, of it right now at the shopping malls and at the shops, but we can't have it the same way. And we did it at Thanksgiving and we did it at Easter. We did it at Mother's Day. We did it at Father's Day. We're just being asked to do it again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not sure if we have, like, because we're tired and we're fed up and we just want to go back and do the things we want to do. I don't know how we make sure we get that message to people and that they, they understand it. Maybe it's a story about a man who died in University Hospital of COVID-19 might go a long way. Or maybe a story about the about the young man, the 44-year-old man from Belmont who died of COVID-19 last week. Maybe those are the things that we need to remind people of. This thing's mm-hmm. real, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, very real. Yeah. And uh, the less attention we pay to it, the worse it's going to get. And that's the frustrating part of it. And we saw it with the case numbers uh, and have seen it with the case numbers through this week. Uh, I'll ask you, Jane, uh, before we go, what do you think happens here? Do you think we get an extended Christmas break? Do you think we're going to have to shut schools down or perhaps have some schools closed down for a little while if we start being concerned that there is transmission going on within the school? As you said, for most of the year, they've been in a pretty good spot, but we're seeing a rise here now. Well, uh, those case counts, and we're still going to see everything else. Uh, we're going to see the, the statistics come out every day. The school board's going to be watching that very closely, both school boards, every school, everybody's going to be watching those closely. If public health's recommendation is, look, we got to close a school or two schools, or we got to shut her all down, they're prepared to do that. Right now, I don't think that they are in a position or in that they don't have the stats to back them up to say, yeah, we're going to stay home for an extra week. And also there has to be some indication that that's going to be, uh, that that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sense closing up the schools if we're all going out to boxing day sales. Yeah. That, right? Yeah. That's so, absolutely true. You know, so I, I, I just think at this point, step one is to say, let's think this through again. We have to do the same things as, as, as we've done since March. But right now, I, for right, you know, once we get past that, and if the numbers keep creeping up like they are, and let's be clear, it was 52 today in Middlesex, London, which mm-hmm. is astonishing. It's not Toronto, it's not Peel, it's not Windsor, but it's still the, a record number of cases. If those numbers keep climbing, we're going to have to have a very honest conversation with each other about what we should be doing. Yeah, I, uh, I very much think that's the case as well. Uh, I think that's uh, all the questions I had and certainly all the time I had. Jane, is there anything else that you uh, want to let folks know about or think anything that you're going to be watching when it comes to schools or when it comes to where we're at with community spread over the next uh, uh, couple of weeks here? As you said, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a couple of Fridays away here uh, uh, going for Christmas break. Uh, so not that far. What are you going to be keeping an eye on? Well, I've got, I've got my eye on Elgin County, actually. I, I've got some real concerns about what I'm seeing out there. There, was, there were a couple school announcements over the last couple of days that gave me pause. Summer's Corners today, New Serum the other day. Those are tiny little schools in tiny little places that really, these aren't urban centers where we see tightly packed, uh, 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 you know, housing or anything else. And yet they, are, they have, they have uh, cases going into those schools. I'm watching Elmer, of course. Also, you know, just keeping an eye on the schools here in London and, and, and seeing, you know, where we're seeing cases. Again, if there is community transmission, we know that, but we've got to keep an eye on it. 
see where we're heading, see if we're getting multiple cases, see if the health unit is considering that the that there is transmission within within the with the, uh, the 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 schools themselves, and um, make an assessment after that. Well, it's, uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of folks should be at. We'll uh, we'll leave it there. Jane, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining the London Free Press podcast today, talking about what's going on. I know a lot of parents are wondering sort of what's happening in schools. It's so good to have a conversation about it and uh, and help some folks out. Thank you for this. That's uh, Jane Sims, London Free Press. Thanks, Craig. That's uh, Jane Sims, London Free Press columnist and reporter, joining us here on the London Free Press podcast, which you can subscribe to on Spotify. You can do that on Stitcher as well, SoundCloud, and uh, well, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the whole podcast spectrum. Uh, plus, find us on YouTube and on LFPress.com. All the time we have for this week. Uh, all the time we have for this week. So we will talk to you next week on the London Free Press podcast. More news to come as we continue to watch the biggest and most important stories in London from the pages of the London Free Press. Talk to you next time.